Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Duty Honor Real Estate Podcast. This is a special episode. It's so special, I had to bring on an even more special person. So Duty Honor Real Estate is about veterans transitioning to real estate. And there's another perspective out there, and it's the military spouse, the unsung heroes of our veterans. And I wanted to bring on my wife because she knows a lot about being a military spouse and transitioning with the veteran to real estate. So Lana, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this podcast with me. Brian, I wouldn't be anywhere else. And I'm honestly, finally flattered and honored to be invited to your great podcast. It is, it is. Thank you, thank you. Couldn't be here without you. Oh, I'm glad we're admitting that. I'm sure it's caught on camera. So that's yes. right. That's right. So let's just let's just give the audience what they need. Sure. How did you end up in real estate with my crazy ass? With your crazy ass. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you remember, but in 2014, you gave me that ultimatum that I should uh, get my real estate license before we. No, actually, uh, let me paraphrase that. You said, "Why don't you go back to work before we can start trying to have a child?" And at that time, I thought, how dare you? Because that sounds not supportive at all. It actually works otherwise. Us women are supposed to be staying at home and providing, yet you're sending me back to the workforce. And you and I, I remember having that conversation at our house on Paseo Road. We are like, what are we going to do? Because um, for, some of, for some of you who don't know, and most of you, you, none of you know that I used to be a retail manager. And that's how Brian and I met. We met at Michael Kors store at 4 o'clock in the morning on Black Friday. And, uh, you know, we were talking, like, should I go back to retail? But in order for me to go to retail, I would have to drive to Denver, like, one hour and a half commute every day. And we didn't want to do that. And then you said, well, why don't you become a realtor? And I said, in my opinion, it was just sounded so impossible, um, you know, because English is not my second language. It's my third. And I did not like school. So I was afraid of even the simple idea. And it's actually thanks to you. It's where we're at right now. Thanks to you, I have this real estate career. So for all your audience, you know, sometimes your husband may be harsh on you, but it may be for the best. And that's how I ended up uh, with a real estate license in the state of Colorado and now backtrack almost seven, eight years later. Over 1,500 families served. It's been an amazing journey. And counting. And counting, <laughs> yes. No, it's awesome, Lana. Thanks for obviously telling the world about your director's cut, but there is a producer's cut in every movie. And I would like to say that, you know, I saw the potential in you. Uh, you were obviously following, you know, my career in the military, but it's not just about me. It's not just about the Army at the time. It's really about us and really reaching our potential. So I really felt that, you know, in your experience in the retail and our experience in having realtors throughout our, our purchasing journey, uh, that you would you would actually be a huge service to uh, to the industry, and so I was really excited about that. And I, I know I had to create an ultimatum, but at the end I wanted to mitigate risk. You know, becoming parents in active duty, and you know, supporting a bigger family was was frightening for me. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, we had something and we're introducing a new soul into our world and I wanted to provide, you know, and, and we see that and we, we love to provide to our families and experiences. And I just know that, you know, hashtag better together would have been more effective. Better together. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so 
let's get into military spouse perspectives. Now, I think a military spouse is an exclusive club. And it does have its own challenges, its own perks. Can you share some experiences you had as a military spouse? And then ultimately, how do they influence you to really galvanize real estate? Yeah, well, for anyone who's listening, and even if you are real estate related or not, I believe military spouses, they wear multiple hats. And uh, I'm pro-military spouse, and if you're not, I'm sorry. But I believe us military spouses, whatever career path we choose to go, we're going to be more equipped, equipped than average spouse. Average spouses, I love you, don't take it against me. But this is true, because as military spouse, not only we carry on the household, we make sure that our husbands or significant others, maybe it's, uh, you know, wives for some, for some, are well taken care of and they operate on a higher level. Because if you've ever been in the military household or if you even like grew up with a military parent, mom or dad, you know that their schedule, um, it's, it's maxed out. When they leave to work, when they leave to their duty station, they're in a completely different world. And when, time, when they come home, it's time to unwind. So you need to kind of be operating uh, and be synced with each other on a completely different level. It's not just like, hey, honey, how was your day? Oh, my day is great. Because I remember when you took a command position at Fort Carson, and it was so new to me. I was like, oh, this is so exciting. Brian will be in command. And little do we know that our life was completely kind of, you know, uh, turned upside down when you would have phone calls coming in at two o'clock in the morning that somebody's trying to commit suicide in your unit and you would have to get up and go. And we had a newborn at home and I was like, you go, you go do what you need to do. We're fine. The family's taken care of. And a lot of military spouses, no matter what kind of rank is your uh, significant other is, we all go through that in one shape or another. Now, if you're also dealing with deployments or prep with deployments or homecoming from deployments, it's completely different animal as well. uh, God forbid you also your significant other also has PTSD. So there's a lot of things as military spouses we handle and we juggle. And uh, not only we have to be grounded and synced with ourselves, knowing and understanding what's ahead of us, but also being um, in sync with your partner and being your biggest supporter. I think that goes a long way. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and thank you for that sacrifice. And Thank all the military spouses that are currently doing it and who served before. 100%. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And I think thank you is not being voiced enough, you know, voiced enough for the public uh, because public says, oh, military spouse, they have their own gang. It's not like that. It's not the FRG club that you imagine being there. It's much more. And it's a, it's a very closed-in community. And if you can get in, into this community, you'll be very well accepted, especially if you become a contributing member. Um, but I think we should express more gratitude to military spouses, just as a, as a um, civilization at all. No, without a doubt. And you, you talk about it, you illustrate it like you are equipped, you know, no pun intended, like military equipment. But you are equipped because before, during and after the military, you go through so many experiences and you hit it on the nail before you didn't really know what you were going to get into. Mm-hmm. You just saw me in uniform acting like a G.I. Joe. But then when you when I then when we came in, we experienced deployment to Afghanistan. Yeah, we experienced a PCS move, uh, and then honestly, you experienced with the 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 effects, the byproducts of of military service for over eleven years, 
And it has had a, a big influence on my behavior, the way I see the world. And even, I like, even the, how you operate daily. Yeah. And even on the weekend, you're like never off. Mm. Like my civilian hat is like, can we just have a great Sunday? And you're like, no, we need to have a plan for Sunday. We need to report to the park by this time. And I was mm. like, okay, why is my husband talking to me like this? But then I understand, yes, he's been yes. in active duty for almost 11 years. And that he, he's never, it's never going to change. No, it is never going to change and, and just adapting to that. And I, I, I mean, we'll definitely get into that dynamic working with each other and living with each other. But, you know, we did experience, I, I think the PCS move was like the biggest, one of the biggest challenges we went through because we had to literally uproot a life we had in Austin yeah. where we first started our real estate career, where we first met, we got married. We love that city. And Fort Hood was good to us as well. And then we had to move to Virginia and to the unknown. Yeah. And eventually we had to do a potential PCS move from Carson. We had to and, fight for Fort Carson, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Remember well, that interview with HR lady when we were sitting at the table <laughs> and we were just like, hey, we would like to go to Korea because it was just Brian and I. Uh, we'd like to go to Korea or maybe Hawaii, maybe Italy. And she's like, yeah, I got you. And then they were going to send us to Fort Bliss. Nothing against Fort Bliss, you guys. But uh, we just left Texas. We didn't want to go back to Texas. And we had to fight. And then she's like, okay, you're going to Colorado. And you both of you and I are like, what, Colorado? It's cold. We don't even ski. Why? Um, and it's history since then. We love where we're at. But yes. No, I mean, they had an influence in our lives, but they also really had an influence in our real estate careers. Because when we left Austin, we started our careers there in investing. Yes. And then went to Virginia and we were doing wholesale. We were attempting to do wholesale. And I was, don't forget, I was power selling on eBay too. Yeah, that's which right. Which is a completely different animal, non real estate related, but it was part of our journey. Yeah, it was definitely part of the journey. And our wholesale journey was a one hit you know, tragedy, but you know, well, we won't talk about that. That's it. Well, let's save it for a different episode. Yeah, a different episode. But, um, and then we got to Carson, but was really life changing is that we had to make a decision because in 2015, 16, no correction, I think it was 17 where the army was like, Brian, you have to move again. And this was after command. And this was deciding whether I was going to leave active duty and I never forget, you were pretty much saying, leave me or leave the military. And uh, and that was tough because you invested so much in what we'll talk about, the Lana Rodriguez group. Yeah. Uh, and we invested so much that the Army was going to uproot us again and go somewhere else. And it probably would have been a great place, but yeah. it's very tough to start over. And for some of your friends wondering, like our story, my Brian's story and our history, I did leave my retail career to follow Brian uh, because we were newlyweds and we were in love, but it seemed like the right thing to do because I really respected him in his military journey. I did not exact, expect him to get out out of army in Fort Hood, Texas, and for us to stay. And it was kind of like a little bit exciting part of our journey to, to move somewhere else. But I did leave my retail career and follow Brian, where we lived in six months in Fort Lee, Virginia, which is interesting times. And then we fought for a great duty station and we ended up in Colorado. But then when the cards turned and the army was really talking about, I think, PCSing us to Seattle. And you're like, should we? Because I think you told me, Lana, you can recreate this there. And I said, absolutely not. I can't. Because what we have built, or may I say what I have built, while Brian was active duty, uh, it's been a lot of like work, a lot of sacrifice, up to sacrificing 
staying staying home with my newborn baby and doing the nursing thing and whatever. Uh, but it was all very, very well worth it. But then we had a really crucial family talk and we started game planning how it's going to look like if Brian would leave out of the army. Game planning, it's not an abrupt decision. This is not something that happens overnight. Um, as a matter of fact, I think deeply Brian still a little bit on some level kind of uh, you know, feels that she shouldn't have left active duty and that should, should not have left reserves. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm your wife. I live with you daily. So mm -hmm. I kind of see that and a little bit of regret. Um, but it, we, we, we just had to had these crucial conversations and they're unpleasant for anyone who's having a crucial conversation about the move, PCS move, career move with your significant other. You know how hard it is. OK, because it takes away from your dinner time and takes away from your kid time. But this is conversations we have to be be held with each other. And uh, another thing, Brian, happened. I don't know if you remember. I mean, I was pregnant with my with our second child. And I think that's when we also had a conversation for you to get your real estate license. Primarily why? Because I wanted to more leverage for our team and I needed more help. And I was really in hopes to have a solid maternity leave. Well, more than two weeks, like I had with Olivia, with our first child. And that's when I think stars were aligning. You were expressing more and more interest in residential real estate because before we were doing commercial. And uh, yeah, look at us now. Yeah, I mean, you're killing it with all the lessons there, and I'm I'm so glad you're 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 illustrating it because one thing you talk about game planning, like a PCS move is a game time decision, and you have to be prepared to have those hard conversations. And what I've, we have experienced is that the the more harder conversations we have, I think the easier the life will have. If we take these moments in our life that require game time decisions lackadaisical, we will have a hard life. So we should not take these these moments in our life easy. You know, we should really, really have those crucial conversations. And yeah, I mean, in the end, I really thought my potential was to keep growing in the military. But as as we notice. We're, we, we can't really influence the military the way we thought we could um, from our little foxhole. And what was greater is the impact we have in the real estate market, but more importantly in the military community that we were growing in Colorado Springs. So that was incredible, and, and I'm glad you, you stuck to your guns in terms of, you know, Brian, you need to make a decision. And I'm glad, and yeah, without a doubt, I was definitely going to join the team and and this is where we're at. Now, given that we, you know, I got out of the military and then I joined, um, what was like an aha moment or something memorable within our, you know, beginning stages of, of being in, in real estate? Well, so the first aha moment was going to be like, you know, the birth of our child and you actually getting licensed. But I think the second aha moment was, Actually, your bo boss, Lieutenant Colonel Gilliam, hiring me to sell her house <laughs> because she liked me more than you. I'm kidding. Yeah, shout out to Colonel Aaron Gilliam. Yeah, she was an amazing boss, but she she saw me, this young military spouse, attempting to be a great real estate professional in Colorado Springs area. And by attempting, what I mean is that competition in Colorado Springs market or any other big city, it's 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 big. Okay, right now here there's 6,000 real estate professionals in town. And just imagine everybody are competing for the business and for the referrals. And uh, her actually giving me that opportunity 
and to represent her. And it was, uh, I think it was a $500,000 house in a Broadmoor area back then. It was uh, five years ago. And I was like, shit, I made it. Because even Brian's boss hired me. What's up? Um, so that was one of the moments when you're like, wow. You know, because real estate journey stuff, military wife journey stuff. But when you getting like like experiences like this, it's like, okay, I guess I'm doing something right. Would you, would you say, well, this was for me. What about you, Brian? What, what do you think was one of the experiences for you? Well, what I want to concur with that, like Colonel Gilliam did choose you at that time, but I was active duty, so <laughs> I couldn't really compete then. But no, it was great to see that Costco-free sample of what referral-based business is about. And it's really about trust. And it was an aha moment because people knew that you actively listen you're good at your job, but ultimately you care. And so that was aha for me that, oh, we're, I'm definitely going to join the Lana Rodriguez group and keep growing it. But I think the aha moment for us was not after we bought our first house in Austin, but the second property in Austin, which was the quadplex, oh, the, wow. the yeah. four-unit property. And I just came back from Afghanistan we were very naive, which I thought was in our best interest because we never really look at risk as the way we look at risk now. You know, we felt like we were we could do anything, and and we did, and we did learn a lot there from managing tenants, uh, buying a huge property with obviously a lot of liability, um, to managing that those incomes. Right, we had four units, which was a lot for us. Yeah, you know, to really grow our our portfolio and i'll never forget the day that we it just showed like you, you were actually destined for it because remember we closed yeah and you were like well i'm gonna go take gifts to all those guests all those tenants yeah we and, were so naive and oh you and we went to sam's or costco mm -hmm. about big gift baskets big gift baskets to go give to the tenants and i remember we knocking on that door and they just yelled at us so much. Like, who are you? What do you want? Fix my Give water heater. <laughs> my seas broke. And I was like, what did we got Like all types into? of stuff. And we, yeah. we, you know, we were naive. We didn't have our property manager at the time. And so that, but it was an aha moment for me because, oh, we can do this. Yeah. Like if we went through that chapter, I mean, we can grow into bigger and better things. So no, that, that's incredible. But what's... I think even more incredible is the fact that we've worked with each other, wow. um, yeah. you know, through marriage, through just life in general, but becoming co-founders of the Lana Rodriguez group. And I would like to just, what do you think is the challenge and advantages of working together? Wow. Yeah. Great question. So of course there's pros and cons. Um, and the the pro the pro the pro sorry my English is off today, um, <laughs> but the the biggest blessing is to work with your significant other because mark my word you're not gonna find anyone else who's gonna be as more as as so loyal to your brand and to yourself and passionate and be the biggest empire protector you can ever even seek in the real estate space it's gonna be your spouse. Not family member, no, if you're going to bring brothers, cousins, it's not the same, okay? It's not the same. Because as long as you guys are pedaling towards the same wavelength and towards the same goal, it's going to be amazing, all right? Because like with you, Brian, you're my confidant. Um, 
I do approve everything by you, even though sometimes I want to do little sneaky moves. Um, but ultimately, all the big decisions are ran by you. You're in charge of finances for the team, just like I'm in charge for marketing. So that brings another step that dividing and conquering responsibilities is crucial. And if, even if you are thinking of working with your spouse, not in real estate space, it doesn't matter. Uh, to have a, two specific roles, um, it will pay off down the line. It may be hard to kind of, you know, establish it at first, but it, it pays off. And the con is, with well, the con is that real estate conversations never leave our life. Work conversations never leave our space. Because even though if we wake up in the morning, we always look at our phones, what's going on, um, you know, and immediately start instead of like, good morning, honey, how are you? I love you. Let's go make some pancakes. We're like, no, what is this invoice? What is this bill? What is happening with this client? And it's just like on and off. And you kind of have to be okay with that. Maybe Sundays is a little easier because Sundays we try to have a family day and embrace our children. But even though then, you know, especially when you're in real estate, remember that your cell phone is your biggest asset and you cannot just turn it off. You cannot turn it off. You need to be all the time available for yourself, for your peers, for your clients. And yeah, do you, do you, what do you think, Brian? Do you agree with those two? I mean, I, I'm taking notes because I, I love learning. I, I, I love learning. Uh, and I obviously love hearing your perspective because it definitely reassures me, right, that we are on the same page and we definitely went through that journey together. I love how you talk about like, you know, your significant other is going to be your cheerleader. He, he or she is going to be there for you all the time. And what I think a theme that's going on is like, who do you choose to marry or who you choose to spend really your life with is someone you would go to war with. Yeah. And I know for a fact, I would definitely go to war with you um, because I know you're going to be there when I'm acting maybe too confident or too crazy. And I know you're going to be able to, to, to put, put me down to earth, right? You know, uh, you know, sometimes I'm very optimistic and you're just like, Oh, let's, let's, let's turn it back. Let's tune it down a little bit. Um, so definitely without a doubt, you need to go to war with someone. Um, love how you talk about the dividing and conquering, because, you know, if you really want to create a legacy and you really want to create an empire, you really need help. And, and we start discovering what our our advantages and disadvantages we have both in our personalities and our behaviors. And and you know I'm good for some things and you're better for some things. Yeah. And we can go and, and, and attack those fronts um, separately, but we're still together. Yeah. And, you know, we can talk all day about that. But one thing I want people to understand is that, yes – the real estate conversations never end. And it's very tough, especially what age you get into real estate, um, especially working with your significant other, because what happens is when we joined, we were, what, 24, 23, 24, 25? No, we were more like 26, 27. No, we, I mean, maybe you were 25 and I was 26. But when we first bought our real estate, right? And the point of the story is that we were young and they were still experiencing other things in life. We, we just got married. Mm -hmm. We just bought our first house. We got our quadplex. We just experienced a deployment. So there's all these life events hitting you. Yeah. But then at the same time, you're trying to like work with each other and make big decisions, especially when it starts coming into business. And so I would tell people it's a learning curve. 
And it's something that you and I have been so patient about. I mean, this isn't a, a one night, uh, like it's not a one night o- wonder, one night no. overnight, <laughs> overnight hit or whatever. It's, it's something that's been going on since 2011, yeah. since we met to all the way to now. So 12 years over a decade of, of us figuring this out. And what's, what's crazy is that we've, we've reached a certain level, but you know there's more. There's more we can do better. And that's what I'm so excited about, and I hope people understand that. Now, we, we always have inevitable um, disagreements where we're, we're obviously going to disagree, probably more than, than, than agree all the I time. I call it a healthy debate. Yes, healthy debate. And so, um, and, and this is where I loved it the most because you have different backgrounds. You know, grew up in beautiful Latvia. Latvia, Eastern Europe, Eastern yes. Europe. I was born in Puerto Rico, raised in Atlanta, hot Atlanta. And, you know, we both grew up differently in the different cultures. You know, yeah. I was football my whole life, you know, Hispanic culture. You had a European culture. You had a lot of different experiences. And you had the retail background. I had the, the military background. And when we meet, it's really a collision, right? So, like, what are, like, how do we handle that? Like, I, I don't even know how we handle that. Well, you you handle with kindness. And if you guys think that Brian and I have this great synergy, we do most of the time. But there's also times when he probably wants to throw me to the curve or I want to punch him in the face. And I'm just being completely honest with you, friends, because it's not all unicorns and roses. Uh, and as they say, more levels, more devils. So the more business decisions you want to get into or, you know, it's hard. It's hard. But ultimately, when there is love and there is trust, like that's, that's unbroken. So as long as you have those two factors within your marriage relationship, work partnership, you will be okay. You will be okay. And our communication is always evolving, you know? Like, and I think I just understanding how you operate and how I operate. I'm a visionary and I'm full of great, crazy ideas. And sometimes I don't run them by you. And you're like, surprise, Brian, this is what I'm doing. Or I'm going to this conference or I'm, just decided to do this and you're like why didn't you tell me and I'm like ooh, but I should have probably communicated because I know how big communication to you is and maybe if I were communicated that it would make things so much easier and just like you know you need to understand how I operate how you operate communication is loyalty respect is big on you and uh, if some, sometimes I sound disrespectful I have to fix myself real fast I was like this is now how not how military Brian is gonna understand that or you know yeah no and it's almost like we always talk about the love languages. We always talk about um, leading with kindness, leading with more empathy. And it's hard for me because the military has like literally surgically trained me and in, in football too yeah. to be deliberate, to be objective, um, to kind of like you got you to gotta walk it if you're going to talk it. And so uh, – and I've really learned a lot. And I think it's not really – um, trying to solve it. It's more trying to understand one another because the, the point of argument, I think, I think the reasons behind argument is that we don't understand where we're coming from. Um, and I, and we have to constantly remind ourselves like, where are you coming from? Where am I coming from? Uh, because one, one of the cool things is like, if we have the same data sets, like the same, uh, evidence of something, mm-hmm. we should make the same decision. 
But there, there's something a little bit behind that and how you perceive that data or how you perceive that event or how you perceive that person. And really, I think the biggest way, um, because the biggest way to equalize, so like the equalizer is like always focus on communication, always. And that's verbal, that's physical, that's just, it's all encompassing. It's not, you know, it's even how we text, yeah. you know, it's even how we pick up the phone because the little things matter. And every day, if you do something every day, it's significant. And communication is every day. 100%. Um, so that's something so important that I want people to to walk away with is it's come from understanding and then always communicate, always. Now, let's take it back to military spouses because I love what you were talking about. Like you, you were preaching that they don't get enough recognition, that it's not an FRG click that maybe the media or, or the you know social media would highlight them as, but it's really a very special place. So tell me how we can make sure military spouses get the right and best recognition? Well, so first of all, because I'm assuming our audience is kind of mixed. We have, you know, veterans and we have some spouses and some real estate entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. So right now, sense of community is more important than ever. And specifically for our real estate industry, because we are going through the shifted year. For some of us who are new real estate professionals, it's even harder and more scarier. Because the seasoned guys who's been through the crash in 2007, 2008, 2009, they're fine. They've seen the real shit go down. We're here for us. It's, it's, it's different. But even with your clients, your client community, if you, as a real estate professional, you're wondering what the heck is going on, what's going to happen with the market, you, don't, you think your, you, your consumer, your client community is not wondering? Same. So start building the platform or like even... I don't know, events, however it's going to look like for you. Maybe newsletter, community outreach, where people have a hub to come. Because when, you know what they say, when you build it, they will come. And um, be present. Be present. Don't be hiding. Don't be a secret agent. Of course, don't be a basic agent. We all know that. Do your job. Do your job well. Don't go into hiding mode after the transaction is over. But build a hub. Like For us, this is what we did. We have built a client community. We call it allergy client community. Uh, why? I always had a vision um, when I made a decision to marry you. You know, it, our military wife is lonely. You come to this new city, you're supposed to find everything new, new vendors, new school for your kids, and then you have secret hopes. Will I fit in? Will my family fit in? Will I be accepted? Well, I experienced the same thing, because remember when we BCS to Fort Carson, I didn't get my license till next six months. So I was kind of seeing like, how are you not going to get fit into here? And we were invited to some places, some places not. But I was like, I'm going to build something for all my clients who work with me, who work with our team in Colorado Springs area. They feel welcome. And yes, it works out where 90% of our people are military spouses and veterans. And everything we host at the Lana Rodriguez Group, it's all for them. Okay, this is our client avatar. That's our bread and butter. And everyone who is any kind of military affiliation, they work with us and then they are part of this amazing community with a client Facebook group, monthly newsletter, you know, amazing client appreciation events. And I have seen magic happen from this going forward. Like the wives meet each other, you know, the even when we hosted the business mixer within a client community, that was very powerful. 
We connected all these business owners and half of them were military spouses or former military spouses. So when you provide space for, um, for the network to be built, I think that's, that's powerful. And most importantly, your competition is not going to be doing that because no one is thinking big enough. No one is thinking wide enough. Yeah, I, I love it. it. It's motivating to me if I was a military spouse. I mean, you hit it on the nail, creating that safe space because it is lonely for a military spouse. I mean, in our career, you know, we've serviced over 1,500 clients and counting. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, that client was a military spouse who came into Colorado Springs husband or wife deployed in some, you know, remote area without communication. And that person, that military spouse had to make the decisions Mm -hmm. and had to wait for communication with their spouse and back and forth. And, you know, at the same time, taking care of that family that was in transition. So really when they, when the military spouse, man, they're just unsung of how mental, mentally it's, it's challenging, how physically it's challenging on the body and the family. Um, and so it's great that you, you, you reinvigorate the, the definition of community and how important it is um, to establish that and for military spouses to be proud of, of that community that they have. And collectively, you know, like you said, they're going to meet each other and they should keep singing that. Uh, and we've seen that, like you mentioned, at the, at the business mixer, too. Because uh, wives have dreams too, military spouses have dreams too, and really, you know, just working together. Hashtag better together. Now, since we're talking about that military community, what's an incredible story of just support that we have received, and how we are going to pay it forward? Well, oh my God, so many things yeah, come to is. my mind, and. Uh, Well, I guess when I did launch the name of PCS Colorado, and for some of you listening, yes, there's a bunch of other PCS teams right now within Colorado Springs region, but I was actually the first. Yes, we were. Because I did did our research, and I was like, Brian, what do you think? And uh, I remember I hired this graphic designer who charged me $1,000 for a logo. I was like, and back then I was not making lots of, uh, like, lots of real estate income. It It was painful, so we paid it out of our savings. And PCS Colorado... And it was very acceptive. It became a little bit of a brand. We also had a little mobile that was wrapped. It's actually still wrapped. It's currently being driven by one of our clients. Um, But it became a bit of a brand and like military accepted it, accepted it and they loved it. No one was making fun of it. And then now we have five more PCS brands in Colorado Springs, but I just want to make sure everybody knows I was the first one who did that. Um, because remember, every time you're starting something new, either it's a real estate journey or a new business, and you're trying to um, get into the community and feel supported, it's scary. It's scary, and uh, it's unknown, and there is a lot of doubt. But as long as you, you stay, stay your truth, stay your truth, don't do anything wrong, don't do anything illegal. In real estate, we cannot do anything illegal. We have to operate by the book. Um, I think it, it can pay forward. Yeah. PCS Colorado, I think, was the the catalyst for for what we experienced. I'll never forget, like you know, when we first when we first started serving in Pikes Peak region, that the community did accept you right away. Yeah. A lot of the military families, a lot of the my my colleagues' families, everything, uh, and it was just such an honor to see that. And we will always be in debt 
to the Pikes Peak region, to Fort Carson, to all the military installations, and we will do whatever it takes to continue giving back. I mean, we are first to the fight when it said PCS Colorado because when we were looking, you know, we didn't we didn't even have a, a military realtor. We have uh, a realtor on Zillow. On Zillow. And yep. so the the challenge is like, you know, we felt alone and we're like, man, why couldn't there just be PCS Colorado? Maybe we can find that through the internet, right? But ultimately, I think the biggest thing is the network equals net worth. And I feel like we're always going to give back through making that network thrive from yeah. everyone we meet. It's not just thriving in real estate, but it's thriving in their respective disciplines and vocations. Like if you have a military spouse or a military client or customer, you need to support what they're doing as well. Uh, that's what makes us stronger. That's what makes this local economy stronger. And again, it's it's going to help build the legacy because you're going to grow their um, their net worth really in their support. Yeah. But I mean, this has been incredible. So let's figure out what is the golden advice that you have for military couples out there, for military spouses, um, people, veterans getting into the industry? Because again, your perspective as a military spouse is priceless um, because you you supported your 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 military uh, your military your vet. Um, you transitioned into real estate while your vet was in the in the military yeah. and then you helped that vet transition into into the mil- into the real estate so what is the golden advice well I kind of have a few advices. Are we good on time? Can I of share Of course, with you? of course. It's your so, show. So first of all, if any of you uh, amazing spouses, and especially the moms, if you're listening to this and you have some aspiration to become a real estate professional wherever you are, near and far, you have to see it as a career. Um, if you're thinking dipping your toes part-time, it's, it's, it's going to get even harder right now with the shifted market because a lot of big teams, a lot of agents, they are like – full head in. Okay. So if you're thinking you need to plan and um, prepare yourself to execute this career move accordingly, to give you example, when Brian and I, we were, you know, got me into real estate and we were also blessed with our first pregnancy. We were thinking how it's going to work. And very quickly we realized that my real estate career schedule was not going to support a normal daycare. So we made a decision, financial and physical decision to bring my mom from Eastern Europe and we pretty much handed her our newborn baby. I was like, hey, mom, you're going to be watching this baby for as long as needed. She was living with us for quite some time. And actually, then my dad came and both of my parents raised our two children while Brian and I were working full time. And by full time in real estate, it's not only 40 hours a week. It's almost like six, up to 60, 70 hours a week, plus active duty what Brian was serving. So start thinking how your support system for your real, to, real, real estate career is going to look like. Um, either it's going to be a nanny, part-time nanny, a pair, it's very, very important because if you want to succeed on a high level, um, you have to plan be like home life and the kids care accordingly. So that's number one. Number two, uh, for our amazing spouses and their partners, do do a test for five languages of love. Read the book because it really will help you to understand um, the dynamics of your relationship. Brian's uh, love language is acts of service. Okay. For our first Mother's Day, he cleaned out our garage. I remember I was showing homes. I come home on Saturday, and Brian's like, what do you think? I'm like, what do I think of what? I was really hoping for some chocolate or for some roses, and I got absolutely nothing. 
okay? And he's like, I organized the garage. I'm like, I don't care. And I was so mad for like a few hours because it was my first Mother's Day. He did not acknowledge it. Where my language of love is gifts. And Brian is finally um, kind of, you know, 10 years into the marriage, realized that halfway and I'm getting some gifts. But like, if you give me like a pen or book, I'll be like so grateful. But if you give me nothing, I'm probably going to be like your worst enemy. Just kidding. And then for the, for the, our sp- partners, like spouses who are thinking of working together, do a DISC personality test. It's very, very important. And uh, DISC personality test, it's, you can Google it. Tony Robbins has a free resource for that. And uh, you will just read the summary of the DISC. It's so user-friendly and it's so on point. Anyone who comes into our organization and wants to be part of our team, I was like, please send me your DISC test results. And I reviewed, I was like, okay, I can tell if they're going to be a good team member, a good real estate agent, or even a good person to be close proximity to me and what I'm building and do this for each other. And you will, you will learn a lot about your partners. Man, did I miss a step? (laughs) (laughs) I did give you a pen. You yeah, don't remember. You, Brian got me a book for our first uh, first date. Oh and wow, wow! It was a okay. book about retail, and I was already a retail manager of eight years. I'm like, this guy is just okay. surprising me. No, this is amazing. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say, but no, that's incredible advice. Your support group, I think, is the most important because I mean, you're creating literally a campaign, like you're running for president. If you're going to be a sales professional, especially real estate, because it hits home fast. I mean, you are servicing your local, your regional, your state, and 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 nationally, really. Um, So you really need a huge support team. So that's that's definitely without a doubt. Now, lastly, what's next for the Lana Rodriguez group and their support for the military community? What's next for us? Yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you one of my aspirations. So when the market shifts back up, it has been a vision for me for quite a quite a few years now. I want to throw like the biggest veteran fest, meaning the concert in Colorado Springs area, and do get a bunch of sponsors, bring maybe a country music star or like a great musician and provide complimentary entry to all our veterans. Now, I already know this is going to cost money, so I need some serious sponsors. If you guys are listening, please yeah. please come help support us. But I just have this vision for this great party and, uh, you know, kind of fair for the families. Because we host our client events, and they're great, but they're, like, close on each other, client community. So that's just kind of my way of giving back. I really want to do that maybe next year. Uh, of course, working with uh, military organizations like Mount Carmel and uh, mm-hmm. a couple other organizations in town that we already been supporting and maybe tap into even more of what they need from us or how can we show up for them even better. And then, of course, be a good humans, develop each other so we can serve our client community even more. Uh, and uh, one last advice for our audience be available and be of proximity to people so they can reach out to you so they know that you are a resource. And don't be a secret agent or don't be a secret person um, because you never know whose life you are able to impact at the time of need when it's needed. Love it. Hashtag proximity is power. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till that fest. Hopefully USA is listening. <laughs> Veterans United. Uh, yeah. Definitely getting in lo- local uh, groups like the Mount Carmel Uh, But there's so many out there that we really do need to come for like some Olympics type 
event <laughs> where we bring all the entities because at the end of the day, we're here to support the veteran. Yeah. Uh, one thing, you know, I personally want uh, in the military community, and that's why we did the duty on a real estate podcast, is to show the world that the best sales professional, the best really professional, is a veteran one. I mean, I, yes, I am biased. Uh, because that's that's my tribe, yeah. if you will. But I just know you can't have a better professional who who served the country, who most likely sacrificed something physical, yep. something emotional, um, and not only him or her, their their significant others, their family, their support is also affected. Um, and they take those experiences, and when they realize that they can serve again in the American dream, which is real estate, mm-hmm. it's something powerful. And, I, and we've seen it and we've met some incredible individuals, incredible organizations, and the world just needs to know more that we're just not some GI Joe that gets out and, you know, serves, you know, some organization. No, we serve communities and we continue doing that through real estate. I love that. So, but uh, Lana, thank you so much. I know you're very busy. Uh, but I'm so honored that you came to Duty on a Real Estate, and hopefully we have you back. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless. Oh.